Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Wednesday, April 22nd. S&P futures are rallying about 38 points. That's about 1.4%. Europe is rallying about a percent and a half. And most of Asia finished higher with the exception of Japan, which ended in the red. Um, so a few things to go over this morning. I think the primary driver of the rally today is um, a handful of decent earnings reports. So just running through a few of them, you had Chubb, uh, Chipotle, Netflix, Snapchat, Teradyne, Texan last night. And then in Europe this morning, Axo Noble, Ericsson, Roche, and STM all are being received well. Um, you know, not necessarily blowout earnings by any means. You know, I don't think necessarily the narrative around um, the, you know, the evolution of corporate results in Q1 and into Q2 is shifting dramatically. But I think certainly in the last 12 hours, the reports have been, um, you know, much better than than they were bad. Um, you know, again, I don't think those stocks are necessarily going to surge today, in particular Netflix, which has been obviously a huge consensus long. Um, and management on the call talked about how they may just be um, moving forward some of the demand that would have unfolded later in the year. But, you know, again, I think earnings today is it, it is the main driver for the rally. Um, you know, not everything was perfect by any means. Caring is, is for sale in Europe today after reporting yesterday. Um, and Medtronic issued a relatively gloomy update last night as well. So again, I don't think earnings are shifting dramatically the narrative around it, but we had a handful of decent reports. I think another positive also is you are seeing some of the most beleaguered consumer discretionary stocks come to market and sell stock. Um, so United Airlines UAL last night was able to sell nearly 40 million shares at a price that wasn't too far under the Tuesday close. And then Expedia, according to reports, is close to selling about a billion dollars in stock to Apollo and Silver Lake. So, you know, this follows um, Carnival Cruises, which obviously sold stock a couple of weeks ago, not nearly as successfully as I think this UAL offering went. Um, and then Darden Restaurants also is another one that kind of is coming to market and attempting to sell stock. So the fact that you are seeing some of the most beaten down, beleaguered names in consumer discretionary that are really closest to the epicenter of the corona crisis, um, you know, that certainly is an encouraging development. So I think those two things for me today coming in this morning um, are, are certainly positives, and that explains the bulk of what you're seeing in the futures. On the macro front, there was not a ton of news. So Congress is moving forward with this fourth fiscal stimulus bill. Um, the Senate approved it last night. The House is due to vote on it Thursday, widely expected to pass, widely expected to be signed into law. This should not be a big surprise. I don't think this is what's driving the futures. This is widely, widely expected. And if anything, I think the uh, commentary out of Washington overnight was more net negative because you're now seeing for the first time since the coronavirus crisis started, you're seeing pushback on deficits. So Republicans, after passing this fourth stimulus bill, are starting to expand reservations about deficits. And I think that's going to make the fifth bill um, a lot more harder to kind of get through than the first three ones have been, the first four ones have been rather. Um, and, then, you know, there is still one big area of, of kind of uh, unaddressed um, uh, of unaddressed fallout from the coronavirus crisis, and that's state and local budgets, which require hundreds of billions of dollars in government aid um, and state local budgets need to have balanced. They need to balance themselves every year. So if um, you know if you do not see federal assistance, you're going to have to you know they were going to have to implement massive spending cuts, which will obviously be a growth headwind. So if anything, I think kind of the narrative around U.S. fiscal policy is a net negative overnight. In that again, you're seeing for the first time um, pushback on 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 the deficit front. The ECB. There was an article that hit late in trading yesterday how the ECB is going to kind of. Um, follow the Fed and cross the junk Rubicon 
in that they may accept certain high yield bonds as collateral um, for liquidity operations. I think a lot of that is to prepare for a possible Italian downgrade. Um, again, I think ECB is kind of shifting its rules a little bit um, in case Italy is downgraded, but you would still be able to use Italian bonds as collateral. Italy is very much in focus, um, given you have seen BTP bond spreads widen out lately. You are coming up to a big EU leaders summit tomorrow on Thursday. Um, you know, there's been a lot of anticipation for this event in the press. I don't think it's going to be particularly meaningful. There's been a lot of ECB leaders summits, meetings, conference calls, etc. Um, since the crisis started. I think the best case scenario would be you see Italy agree to utilize the ESM, um, which is kind of the Eurozone crisis facility, and that would activate a uh, e- you know an ECB bond buying bond buying program, and and that would obviously kind of just help Italy and and calm bond markets. But I don't I don't think you're going to see anything around you know Corona bonds, which has been a big topic of discussion. Um, but Italy is very much in focus, uh, or it will be very much in focus over the next 24 hours. Um, so those are kind of the big themes and trends. Here. Like I said, it's very much a micro morning um, in that you have some some solid earnings. And again, I think the fact that these consumer discretionary companies are able to raise equity is is encouraging. Um, my view on the market is the same as it's been. Um, you know, again, I, I'm not necessarily negative or bearish. I just think that the S&P does not deserve to be above 2,800 right now. I think we've had an enormous rally. Uh, that reflects a lot of genuine improvement, especially on all the coronavirus statistics, which continue to all move in the right direction. You see incremental case numbers, hospitalizations, ICUs, et cetera, all move lower. And you're seeing countries in Europe and then all states and cities in the U.S. all move forward with the kind of reopening process, which is already underway and it's going to accelerate into May. I just think that's all reflected in the market. And that to get above 2,800, you're going to have to now have you know success on the reopening front without sparking resurgence. Um, and I just think it's going to be a very long, arduous process that I, you know I think markets are kind of um, you know somewhat assuming it's just going to be a relatively simple and easy journey. Um, I run th- you know I have I have a broader paragraph today in the Vital Dawn about you know my broader thoughts on the market. Um, and again, I just think we're going to be we're going to we're going to mark time below 2,800 for the time being. Um, and that's still my view. On the calendar for today, um, there's not much other than earnings in terms of scheduled news. So the big ones out this morning in the U.S., AT&T, Biogen, Delta, Kimberly, Kimberly Clark. After the close, um, nothing super major. CSX, Discover, Discover Financial, STX, and then Xilinx. So that's essentially it for today. Um and just a couple of other items on the coronavirus health front. So there's been a lot of reports out in the last 24 hours that you know pour more cold water on uh, hydroxychloroquine, which had been you know had been uh, you know especially coming from the White House thought to be a a very promising therapy for the coronavirus. Um, there's really not much evidence of that. We're still waiting for these Gilead Remdesivir studies to hit. Um, but again, even those, I think. You know that will not be a panacea against the coronavirus. Um, you know it is it is a therapy to treat. It's a it's a not a particularly easy therapy to consume. Um, you know, and I continue to think you're not going to necessarily see any one single panacea hit um, to to treat the coronavirus. It's going to be more a variety of different drugs that that will be effective for certain individuals, not for everyone. Um, and there was a and just finally there was a CDC comment yesterday just put out about how. 
you know, they they think the coronavirus will be seasonal and they're worried that the second wave that would come in the fall and winter um, could be more destructive than the first one. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind as well. So that is it for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening.